Welcome everybody to Socratica Reads. My name is Kimberly Hatch Harrison, and I'm the co-founder of Socratica. You may know us best from our YouTube channel, where we make the educational videos of the future, mainly math and science, STEM topics. It's been a few years since I've made biology videos, which is too bad because I am a molecular biologist. I keep meaning to get back to that series. This podcast is all about the books we read that inspire our work. And here's a little story from my fella, Ray Bradbury, that speaks to me on a certain level as a biology enthusiast. It's called Skeleton, and you can find it in his collection of stories called The October Country. I, of course, associate Ray Bradbury with Halloween, what with his brilliant The Halloween Tree and Something Wicked This Way Comes. But there are so many stories from Bradbury that remind us of our human body, our frailties that come from being incarnate. These are things that many people are afraid to look square at. But as a biologist, you must. Especially now, in the era of COVID, I find myself baffled by how out of touch people are with how their body works. How we are in a fight for survival against a mindless horror. Maybe that's why I found rereading this story oddly comforting on this Halloween night. It strikes the right tone for me right now, and it reminds me a bit of what it's like to know what is going on inside your body. You might be horrified by the idea of a virus replicating in your body. This fellow in the story is so out of touch with his body that he is horrified by the idea that there is a skeleton carrying him around. He kind of goes to war with his own body. Before I read a passage to you, I'm going to pause to say we are sponsored by the Socratica Foundation, and the Socratica Foundation is sponsored by you. The Socratica Foundation is an educational nonprofit dedicated to the three timeless pillars literacy, numeracy, and critical thinking. We have a literacy campaign to spread the love of reading and share its enormous power. This includes reading lessons, book donations, and this podcast, Socratica Reads. You can learn more at socratica.org. Now, let's turn to the story of Mr. Harris and his skeleton. Are you ready? Let's begin. The next day was Sunday, and Mr. Harris started the morning by feeling all sorts of new aches and pains in his body. He spent some time glancing at the funny papers and then looking with new interest at the little painting, anatomically perfect, of a skeleton Monsieur Muniant had given him. His wife, Clarisse, startled him at dinner when she cracked her exquisitely thin knuckles one by one until he clapped his hands to his ears and cried, Don't do that! The remainder of the day he quarantined himself in his room. Clarisse was seated at bridge in the living room with three other ladies, laughing and conversing. Harris himself spent his time fingering and weighing the limbs of his body with growing curiosity. After an hour of this, he suddenly stood up and called, Clarisse! She had a way of dancing into any room, her body doing all sorts of soft, agreeable things to keep her feet from ever quite touching the nap of a rug. She excused herself from her friends and came to see him now, brightly. She found him reseated in a far corner, and she saw that he was staring at that anatomical sketch. Are you still brooding, darling? she asked. Please don't. She sat upon his knees. Her beauty could not distract him now in his absorption. He juggled her lightness, he touched her kneecap, 
suspiciously. It seemed to move under her pale, glowing skin. Is it supposed to do that? he asked, sucking in his breath. Is what supposed to do what? she laughed. You mean my kneecap? Is it supposed to run around on top your knee that way? She experimented. So it does, she marveled. Well, now, so it does. Icky, she pondered. No, on the other hand, it doesn't. It's only an optical illusion. The skin moves over the bone, not vice versa. See? She demonstrated. I'm glad you're slithers, too, he sighed. I was beginning to worry. About what? He patted his ribs. My ribs don't go all the way down. They stop here. And I found some confounded ones that dangle in midair. Beneath the curve of her small breasts, Clarice clasped her hands. Of course, silly, everybody's ribs stop at a given point, and those funny little short ones are floating ribs. I just hope they don't float around too much, he said, making an uneasy joke. Now he desired that his wife leave him. He had some important discovering to do with his own body, and he didn't want her laughing at him and poking fun. I'll feel all right, he said. Thanks for coming in, dear. Any time, she said, kissing him, rubbing her small pink nose warm against his. I'll be damned. He touched his nose with his fingers, then hers. Did you ever realize that the nose bone only comes down so far, and a lot of grisly tissue takes up from there on? She wrinkled hers. So what? And dancing, she exited. He felt the sweat rise from the pools and hollows of his face, forming a salton tide to flow down his cheeks. Next on the agenda was his spinal cord and column. He examined it in the same manner as he operated the numerous push-buttons in his office, pushing them to summon the messenger boys. But in these pushings of his spinal column, fears and terrors answered, rushed from a million doors in Mr. Harris's mind to confront and shake him. His spine felt awfully bony, like a fish, freshly eaten and skeletonized on a china platter. He fingered the little rounded nobbins. My God. His teeth began to chatter. God Almighty, he thought. Why haven't I realized it all these years? All these years I've gone around the world with a skeleton inside me. He saw his fingers blur before him, like motion films triply speeded in their quaking apprehension. How is it that we take ourselves so much for granted? How is it we never question our bodies and our being? A skeleton. One of those jointed, snowy, hard things. One of those foul, dry, brittle, gouge-eyed, skull-faced, shake-fingered, rattling things that sway from neck chains in abandoned webbed closets. One of those things found on the desert all long and scattered like dice. He stood upright, because he could not bear to remain seated. Inside me now, he grasped his stomach, his head. Inside my head is a skull, one of those curved carapaces which holds my brain like an electrical jelly, one of those cracked shells with the holes in front like two holes shot through it by a double-barreled shotgun, with its grottoes and caverns of bone, its rivetments and placements for my flesh, my smelling, my seeing, my hearing, my thinking, a skull encompassing my brain, allowing it exit through its brittle windows to see the outside world. He wanted to dash into the bridge party, upset it, a fox in a chicken yard, the cards fluttering all around like chicken feathers burst upward in clouds. He stopped himself only with a violent, trembling effort. Now, now, man, control yourself. This is a revelation. Take it for what it is worth. Understand it. Savor it. But a skeleton, screamed his subconscious. 
I won't stand for it. It's vulgar. It's terrible. It's frightening. Skeletons are horrors. They clink and tinkle and rattle in old castles, hung from oaken beams, making long, indolently rustling pendulums on the wind. Darling, will you come in and meet the ladies? called his wife's sweet, clear voice. Mr. Harris stood upright. His skeleton was holding him upright. This thing inside him, this invader, this horror, was supporting his arms, legs, and head. It was like feeling someone just behind you who shouldn't be there. With every step he took, he realized how dependent he was upon this other thing. Darling, I'll, I'll be with you in a moment, he called weakly. I love the people in Ray Bradbury's stories. I love this lovable, adorable wife. She's so sweet to her husband, and all he can think about is his peculiar obsession. He's so out of touch with reality, it will destroy him in the end. So anyways, yes, this story is a good reminder for me. I have a job to do. I need to return to biology teaching. I need to explain to people how the immune system works. Stay tuned. If you want to chat about Ray Bradbury and the power of reading, our Discord server is open to all of our YouTube channel members and our patrons from Patreon. You can join at patreon.com Socratica. Thanks for listening.